can check us out on all major podcast platforms, iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and anywhere you listen to podcasts. Check out our social media on Instagram at Menovation and Facebook at Menovation Podcast. Episode what I hope is 77 of the Menovation. Uh, we are coming in atomic. I don't know. We're coming in hot. It's uh, it's past dinner time, so it's in the evening. We got a little bit of drink, some water. It's been a long week, but with me, I have uh, one person that needs no introduction, uh, but another gentleman who uh, went to war with Tyson and I on the same side, not against. Um, but we were all so at our church. We have a men's conference called Emerge, uh, and it's uh, it's a little different. Uh, than probably most men's conferences you've been to, been a part of, et cetera. And we have to form teams when you go and you have teams of roughly 30 guys. Um, and, you know, you go, you hear speakers, you do all that kind of stuff, but you also, it's a little bit like adult summer camp um, and you compete, you have field games. So myself, Tyson and BJ were all captains of our individual teams. Uh, we took three teams this year of Salt Lake, from Salt Lake and when I was there, I thought it'd be cool to get these gentlemen in a room and just kind of talk about Emerge life, being a guy from, uh, BJ's got a fascinating story, but just from a pretty different perspective than what we normally do on the show. So anyways, uh, y'all remember Tyson? He's back. Uh, he's been running the world. He's uh, going to have a baby soon. Uh, he's been a busy dude. Uh, y'all know, know Tyson, you don't need much introduction for him, but BJ, uh, BJ, uh, has a fascinating story. Like I said, uh, he is a professional golfer, retired, retired, professional, semi-retired, semi-retired. Uh, so he's going to introduce himself a little bit. He's going to give us a few minutes about him, um, just to give you some context on who he is. And then we will dive in, uh, to just... This very, it should be a very interesting conversation. So, BJ, give us, give us the elevator pitch <clears throat> of you. You got it, John. Thanks for having me, buddy. Of course, man. This is awesome just yeah. to be in a room with you three. I mean, it's, you know, you speak of Emerge, it's rare that the three of us get a chance to, we, we kind of pull each other aside and maybe kind of yeah. go over, you know, some of the, uh, the bullet points that we want to go through of, of how we give the rundown to our, to our teams. But, you know, blessed to be here. Thank you for having me. Uh, but yeah, uh, BJ Staten. Um, part of Awakened Church as well, captain of the Warlords for Emerge. Uh, I've been, I'm a, I'm a Texan at heart. I grew up in Dallas, went to school, University of Houston. Come on. Um, I've been here for 12 years now in Utah. Um, I played professional golf for almost two decades, 19 years, uh, 12 of them at the highest level uh, against the best in the world, traveled the world. Um, I couldn't tell you how many countries I've been to, probably 28 or 30. I've been to all, I've been to every state. Uh, I've been to all 50 states. I've nice. been to every major city in this, in this country, mostly for golf. Right. So, yeah. you know, some for, let's say family or trips, the uh, things of that nature, but felt and feel very blessed to have had the opportunity to do what I do. The Lord blessed me with a gift and I still love doing it. I still love playing it. I still love the competition. I still love the grind. Mm. And it's fun for me, as, as you guys both know, having two boys who are 10 and 8 and very good athletic kids to watch them in golf. And, 
you know, my dad wasn't much of a golfer. You know, he was drafted by the Dodgers. Uh, he, he played uh, college baseball at Kansas State, and he threw from 92 to 95, and he was drafted in the third round by by L.A., and and he pushed me to play baseball, and I chose golf over baseball when I was about 14. Hmm. And baseball was huge in my blood. I, t- I threw three one-hitters when I was 12. Wow. Uh, I switch hit, let off, pitched, played first base and center field. And... When I made the decision to play golf over baseball, my dad was none too pleased, <laughs> as you can imagine. But I digress from that. I mean, from a, from a golf standpoint, you know, first and foremost, guys, not only did it uh, it draw in, it, it drew in my faith of of being out there, you know, for lack of a better term, on an island. Mm. You know, when you're out there, and Tyson and I were discussing this before, you know, we started the podcast, but uh, you are on an island. It's an in- individualistic sport, and you have to know... Um, how to manage your emotions, good, bad, or indifferent, whatever that shot presents, whatever that situation, whatever that city, whatever that hotel, whatever it might be, presents to you, you have to be able to manage that. Um, hmm. And it always didn't work out the way it should, yeah. as we all know, and, and any athlete would tell you that. But uh, outside of that, you know, I think my faith brought me through a lot of, you know, a lot of the bad times, a lot of the tough times that uh, to keep going and to kind of persevere and, and forge it, pick your cliche. Uh, outside of that, it brought me my wife. I met my wife here in 2010 at the Utah championship at Willow Creek country club. And I was living in Austin, Texas at the time, which is a spectacular place. And I didn't want to leave. Uh, but women make us do crazy things as we, uh, <laughs> as, uh, all three of us know that. So I've been here for 12 years now and it's, uh, it's been a godsend and, and, uh, absolute blessing. So, there's my kind of background in a nutshell, and yeah. Okay, there we go. So maybe this will be a debrief from Emerge a little bit, because I think, uh, like BJ said, we we don't really get to talk. It's kind of just a blast of trying to prepare, travel, all that kind of stuff, get guys down there. Um, you know, it's, but we have been, so you went to one more year, you went, so you've been five times? We've been to all four. But he went one time from Idaho, didn't yeah, you? Yeah, that's right. So, so Salt Lake's been four emerges. Yeah. Should have been five, but COVID yeah, yeah, yeah. year. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I've been four times, three times with Salt Lake. And then the fourth time I was, it was my first time ever. I was on a San Diego team. Okay. So we've all been four times. Correct. Because you went, I remember, yeah, you went the time with We were the first. Sketch yeah, and, we were yeah, the, yeah. Yep. What was your guys' team name that first time? Uh, Winstrong, Craig Wynn, who passed away. Oh, that's right. Okay. Winstrong? Win. his last name was W-I-N-N. So we just called it Win Strong, and we had the. Know we had a team. We had a. I don't, I don't even know if that is a team name. Maybe that. Maybe that was just the mantra. Yeah, because remember we had like hoodies made. And stuff we had hoodies and, made. Uh, it was good. It was he, good. He had passed away. What probably a month prior, something like that. Two months prior, and he was a he was a staple in the church. Super nice older gentleman, and I mean I went and visited him in the hospital actually. Did you? Oh wow. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think that was kind of our. Yeah. So you remember? Name. You remember the house I was talking about? We rented down the street. He was buried in the cemetery, like stones mm. throw from my house. Okay, yeah, wow. Yeah, uh, I, I went to the funeral. Yeah, I think it's like a marine or some. Sort it was. Of yeah, army. yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah. yeah it had military. some sort of uh, military. Was he married? Or? I think so. I believe so. I can't remember if his wife was alive or not. Yeah, I don't remember. His son, yep. Danny. Mm-hmm. Not Danny Jackman. What was Danny's last name? I have no idea. He used to go to the church, and then I haven't seen it. We I haven't seen him in three, four years, probably. No, man, when. <laughs> I'm sure he was looking up from heaven like, y'all really took last place. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, it was 
<laughs> Do we have to talk about that? Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> we're going to bring that up. You're probably like, who the hell are these jokers like running around? Uh, I remember seeing you guys. Yeah. I remember seeing Lilo, big poly or Tongan guy. And I was like, who is that dude? Oh, and yeah. That guy. Yeah. And then uh, they were like, that's the Salt Lake campus. I'm like, no way. I live in Salt Lake. Yeah. 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 That's and funny. So, and then, uh, yeah, I came back from Emerge Conference and that's when I started coming to Salt Lake campus. That's funny. <laughs> Yeah, because I actually remember that year because his his back was all jacked up and he didn't do a whole lot. Um, anyways, so so emerge. So yeah, so that's kind of where kind of spawned this this uh, getting together. Um, but we're gonna talk about emerge is all about guy stuff. Yeah. Right. Yep. You know, and we just I just thought it'd be cool for us to kind of talk about that from our perspectives of being captains this year. Uh, <laughs> so Tyson's been a captain the last three years. Bj the last. BJ and I the last two years. Um, so anyways, uh, I know it may seem a little weird, but just hang in there and I promise you it'll it'll come back around. So, so why don't you guys kick off and what, I was thinking maybe we just kind of start from the top. What, why do we do it? Because we, as captains, okay, I kind of briefly touched about this. We run a guy of 30-ish, uh, uh, a team of 30-ish guys and it's a bit like herding cats. Um, cause we have to go from Salt Lake to San Diego. Uh, so we have to get guys to travel down there, car, plane, whatever. We have to get people settled where they're sleeping. Um, so we have to actively recruit all that kind of stuff. Uh, and you know, we've been doing it for four years now, either attending or being a part of some sort of leadership or whatever. Cause you were, a, uh, a leader on, uh, Abe's team. I was right? games captain. Yeah. Yeah. So I was a leader on Corey's team. Yep. And then, so. Um, anyways, so yeah, why, why do we do it? Why do we do, why do we go through all this work? Why do we deal with all the hassle? Um, in your guys' opinion. Yeah, I'll start out. Yeah, so ahead, buddy. Emerge is so critical. It's, uh, a conference that I will never miss unless my wife's having a baby or some <laughs> valid reason you did it right because she's going to be giving birth yeah yep yep <laughs> the off season yeah you gotta you gotta do your deal at the right time to yeah. where you can work yeah. out the timing of everybody. <laughs> you gotta track that stuff that's right um anyways it's so crucial because men have been deceived and they really don't and, and when you look at men in the world today they don't realize the power the potential and the critical uh role that they play in our life from fathers to husbands, um, leaders, uh, you name it, men set the pace. They provide the protection for our society. They really yeah, yeah. do. Yeah. And if the men don't step up, if the men aren't strong, if the men aren't leading well, then society crumbles. Mm. That's the big picture. Yeah, it's good. And so yeah. that that's that's why we have to go to Emerge so we can see the truth of who we are as men and our roles and realize that we have the capacity, the capability to actually go out there and make a big difference. Yeah. yeah I think that's, um, I, I think you're spot on. I'll, I'll, you know, I'll kind of piggyback off what Tyson's talking about. And I think the word, the one word that, you know, I would describe it is just that masculinity. Hmm. And I'll, I'll give a quick story. I was, I was driving home from church uh, it's probably a month, month and a half before Emerge. And Colton was with me, my stepson, who's um, 17. And anyways, he gets in the car after, I think it was Pastor Matt, 
who had had given the sermon and or preached that that um, that Sunday, and he gets in the car and he said, "I have to go to emerge hmm. because all his the whole the whole story not story the whole message was about masculinity." And as men, you know, where are we stepping up? Where are we faltering at the same time, right? The door swings both ways. It always does. So you have to look at the both sides of like, okay, I'm doing this great. But well, where am I also struggling? Blah, 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 blah. And Colton's response to me when he got in the car and said, and I, because I asked him, I said, well, why? Give me a reason. Sure. And he said, the way they portray the lack of masculinity in high school, at yeah, Brighton High School, he's seen it and right on now. social media yeah, yeah. is appalling. BJ. And this was like, he was, it was, it was real. Like it was a real conversation that I had not heard him really ever mm. bring to the forefront or even talk about. And for him to kind of come out and, and just flat out say, I've got to do this because I need this masculinity in my life. I have a girlfriend. I want to lead by example of what the three of us think that God and Jesus Christ wants us to do. But for an eight, a 17-year-old kid, it, it, it gets so misconstrued and jumbled in this mm. ridiculous society of mm. obviously social media, transgender, whatever it might be. And so I think masculinity, masculinity is the one thing that we love to carry down there with us. And then in my mind, say, hey, well, I'm going to carry down this masculinity. I'm going to carry this this in a good way, this toxic masculinity in a good way yeah, yeah. to where I'm going to see how many guys I can put on my back and bring them back with me to Salt Lake. Right. If that makes sense. Yeah. yeah. So well said. Yeah. Um, as everybody who's listening now, you can see since this is a men's podcast, why we're talking about this, I don't know how much more I can add because what you two was, was spot on, right? Like just knowing what's going on in society right now, um, the way that masculinity has been attacked for, you know, for a long time, actually, yep. you know, five, 10, probably 20 years, um, slowly being eroded away. Um, I mean, I remember hearing toxic masculinity probably five, six years ago. Um, and I remember the first thing I, I really started hearing about it was uh, when people would say that men would spread their legs too far on the bus. <laughs> right. Like instead of sitting like this, because we have penises and balls, like, you know, you're sitting like this and how that was uh, uh, man spreading or something like that. I'm like, what? I remember hearing that. I'm glad I haven't heard that. Yeah, yeah. It's it's ridiculous. I would um, spread my legs wider. And yeah, so I, for me, it emerge is. I remember the actually for the first year I went, I was actually really sick, realizing that, like, because I because I come from a different type of mass. I actually didn't play sports. So both of you played sports, college sports, those types of things. I didn't really play sports. Um, I was the, uh, I was on the outcast. I remember I, around freshman year, because I played soccer when I was younger, but around freshman year, I uh, uh, was going to try out for soccer, but I just got done being a pothead for like two years. So I had like no lungs, right? I couldn't run. I couldn't do any of that kind of stuff. Oh man, those bong hits got you. (laughs) (laughs) I could rip a bong, but I couldn't run a mile. Um, And all that stuff. So I never really got into traditional sports. And, um, you know, I got into other other crap that we don't need to get into. But so I remember going to Emerge for the first time and being so 
counterculture for me, like what a guy was. Cause like I, my dad, my stepdad, they were like around, but they weren't like around. They weren't mm. like the best examples of men, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, but I like, I played video games, you know, I was artsy. I was all these things. Uh, and I wasn't athletic. I wasn't all these things. Um, and I remember, I mean, before emerge, but like, so, so merge. So we've been a part of Awaken. Gosh, has it been four years? Something like that. I think we transitioned in what 2018 from C3 to yeah. Awaken. Yeah, probably my yeah. guess. So four, so four years, four or five years. Yeah. Anyways, so five years, I think this year, September. Uh, anyways, so and I remember before that, like discovering kind of my own path. So, anyways, coming head to head with Emerge, where you go to Emerge and. You have ex-football players, ex-military, everybody. I just remembered, I remember the first tug of war, how big those <laughs> dudes were. Like, it was insane. And here I am, this skinny kid from Utah, right? Like, and I just, it it took me a lot, it took me probably <clears throat> longer than I realized to kind of digest what had happened. Um, but I'm with you, Tyson. Like, I will never, I don't think I'll ever miss an emerge. I may, I may not be a captain forever, but I will never miss going to emerge. Yeah. Um, and it, it really does uh, unlock something in guys when you go there. Like, it either scares you, excites you, maybe all everything in between, or all that kind of stuff. And I remember there was a few guys on my team specifically this year that were me when I was their age. Mm, like, skinny, you know, kind of geeky kids, all those kind of things. And again, nothing wrong with that. But, like, going to Emerge is, like a blast of the face, you know, with, with the competition and all this kind of sure. stuff. Um, and, uh, and the funny thing is, is I don't know if I've ever told any of this, but why not say it now? Uh, like going into the games still terrifies me. Not because not like necessarily winning it, but like me individually. So you two are very active on your teams, the way you compete and all that kind of stuff. Um, and I take a much more backseat role and partly is because I want my team to be able to compete but I also don't believe I'm the biggest, strongest, all those things. So like, I still battle with that when I go Yeah. because you know, you have actual athletes, all these things are competing, um, people that are much better shape, all these types of things. And so going to emerge and the reason that I do it is I want other people to realize that just because you may not be the most athletic, you may not be all these things doesn't mean you're still not a man. Yep. And that's what I love about emerge yep. is it by no means is it like you have to do all these things. Or you have to be jacked. You build those kind of things. You know, there's there's some things um, internally that you want to carry with you. But and another big thing is, I know this is a lot longer than you guys. But no, you're good. No, uh, your show, buddy. <laughs> but <laughs> what part of all fed all into that is I was afraid of competition, which again, which is very counterculture to what what you guys have experienced or grew up with, and. I was like, oh, I'm not very competitive. I'm not all these things, blah, 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 right? Until I took PFA and then realized that it's not necessarily that I wasn't competitive. I was just always afraid of losing. Mm. I never thought I was worthy of winning, right? So I never tried. I never did these things, right? Um, and I'm still not like the craziest competitor, but there's, there's something about competing with everything you have to try and win, Yep. right? You know, and again, not that it's like you're trying to crush this other dude to like be an ass and all this kind of stuff, right? And we're just very good at pretty good sportsmanships. But like, I think I've gotten in a fist fight the last two years 
because there's something that happens when you're there and your testosterone is pumping, right? Yeah. <laughs> and like the rules are going off and like someone feels like they're gypped and you're like, no, screw you. It's just, yeah. and it's just- Give me that bullet. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. Much. Give me yeah. that bullet. <laughs> <laughs> this year. Like I remember, uh, yeah, anyways, so, but, or you're fighting over seats or whatever it is. Oh, good Lord. But, but what's fun is you come back and you digest it and you just feel alive. Mm. And I'm never going to yeah. be like, necessarily, you know, this amazing athlete, maybe. Um, but there's, it unlocks a lot of things inside of you. And that was definitely what I experienced. Well, I think it's... Uh, and that's why I try to do it. You know, obviously, honesty is one of the best medicines, right? For, especially for the opportunity for success. And I mean, I think you talk about, <laughs> you talk about failure or the fear, fe the fear of failure. And in my line of work that I did for a long time, failure's imminent. Hmm. And I discuss this a lot. I, I even talked to it with my 10 and my eight-year-old. I had the opportunity to play in golf with Pastor Jurgen last year before Merge. And I rode with him in the cart and we were driving down like number five or six. And he looks at me and he says, how were you successful? How did you do what you did? And this ties into Emerge. This ties into what you're talking about. Sure. I said I wasn't afraid to fail. Hmm. And not only was I wasn't, wasn't afraid to fail, I knew I was going to fail. And I took that failure and I learned from it. Yeah. Ben Hogan once said, he was one of the greatest golfers of all time, said, I never learned when I won. I only learned when I lost because someone beat me. Yeah. And if, you, if, you, if you're able to change your mentality, to have that mindset to say, Failure is a part of life, and it's a great thing if you know how to learn from it. If you know how to say, "Oh, okay, I'm going to take this. I'm going to I'm going to take this from John Johnson. I'm going to take this from Tyson Manu. I'm going to take this and I'm going to apply it to my own life. I'm going to apply it to my own self to say, okay, I'm going to learn from this type of failure and say, oh, I, I love what he said there. I'm going to do this. I'm going to okay, yeah, yeah. And I, I I think it just it just flips the switch. Now that's a mentality that's a mentality change. It just is. Does it come overnight? Hell no. It takes time. It takes breeding. It takes, and it takes a lot of failure. It takes a lot of hitting the wrong shot or missing the tackle or not getting the business. Um, help me out. The business deal you yeah, wanted, yeah. whatever yeah. it might be, or pissing off your wife or <laughs> not, <laughs> not following through with your kid. It takes all of that failure to be yeah. able to stand outside of yourself and be like, oh my God, what did I do wrong there? Oh, I've got to learn from that. Oh, I'm going to take this and that yeah. and that and apply it to myself. Yeah, that's yeah. and that's the beautiful thing about Emerge is you get thrown into this conference and uh, you really can't prepare for it. No, you can't. Mm. No, other than getting prayed up. Yeah. But when you actually go out there, uh, you don't know really what to expect with the games. You don't know who yeah. you're going against. Yeah. You don't know because you usually have new people on your team yep. every year and you don't know how they're going to react. But the beautiful thing about it is all these things come up. They, they all arise. Whatever your issue is, whatever you're trying to run from, it'll come out and emerge. Mm. And it teaches you how to deal with that. Mm -hmm. Merge teaches men how to fight. Mm. Whether you win or you lose, you're learning to get in the fight and engage. Just like in life, like every man, whether you're yeah. an athlete or not an athlete, you played video games, it doesn't matter. Yeah. You got to learn to fight. It happens daily. Yeah. Every day. Yes. You have yeah. daily battles that you as the man, have got to go first and take down those things. And even if you lose, well then, 
and, and my team lost a couple games in Emerge, and I saw some of the guys on my team uh, really focusing on the loss and like starting mm. to question what happened. You know, the refs cheated. You yeah, know, whatever. All, all these yeah, yeah. excuses started to arise, and there's nothing you can do about that but learn from it and move on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah, no. And you guys uh, said two things perfectly: is the failure component. Because I know in my life, that was never, that was never discussed. The big thing in my life as I went on, and the, the beautiful thing about Emerge, is so much of my life was reactionary. It was never planned. It was never like, what are your goals? What's your vision? All this kind of stuff. Um, you just constantly reacted to things. And because of that, um, I think, it's, I think it's one of the reasons, but like I never learned to fail or at least think failure was a good thing until I became an adult, right? Uh, and you're so right about emerge, it breeds this like you're gonna lose, yeah. right? Or something's gonna happen. And uh, you're so right, because I was thinking back the last couple of years and like all the things that you're struggling with or don't wanna do come up, mm, right? Like right. I remember uh, the first year I was on leadership, um, I did one of the games and the guy was like jacked. And I was like, all right, I was like, I'm just going to hold on. It was the tire pull thing. We pulled the tire from each other. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, I'm just going to, I was like, I just don't, I just like, I was like, I'm not going to beat this guy. I was like, but I just don't want to let go. <laughs> I remember screaming, like holding onto the thing. And next thing I you know, the game was over. My arms were like they were being ripped up, but I never let go. <laughs> yeah, I lost, yeah. but I never let go. Well, is, that wasn't a loss. I think it was a tie. tie. I think it was a tie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I remember that. But then like, and I remember last year, uh, talking like you have a lot of strong personalities on your team and I remember I had to talk to some of them like mm. hey what you're doing is not okay yeah and I was slightly terrified for a minute I was like yeah. that's gonna suck no I th- I, I, I agree with that yeah. I mean I'm, I'm sure Tyson would echo that as well yeah. there's a there's definitely been a few times last few years I was like I don't want to go have a conversation mm-hmm. with that guy but then you know to your point about the masculinity or to your point of uh, you know when you beg the question why are we here mm it runs back through, you run through the gamut, it runs back through your mind real quickly, like instantly of like, why am I here? Right. And yeah. why am I, why have I been asked to lead? So right there and then you switch your mindset and be like, Where, where's this dude? I got to have this conversation with yeah, him. That's it. And whoever it might be, I mean, we could, we're not, we don't need yeah, to name yeah, names. No, nothing crazy. But, <clears throat> but we all know that there are certain people you're like, got to have a conversation with that guy because what he's doing or what he's saying or, or you know, whatever it might be. Um, Sorry, yeah. go ahead. Talk. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I I agree. It's just like in the competitions, when they come up, you got to go and fight. Yeah. Either you're cheering your guys on and, and when those things come up in life that you do not want to do, mm. it's a challenge. It's just like those games and you got to go out and do it. Yeah. And it may not be perfect. You may just completely botch it. But let me tell you, at least you went out there yeah. and you gave it your yeah. best, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you can correct. And yeah. you can learn. You can learn from And it. I would say sure. on the losing aspect... If you're a man and you lose and you're fine with that, something's really wrong. Mm. There's something really wrong because losing it, you shouldn't be okay with that. There should be something inside of you that says, hold up. How do I win? How do I correct? What did it, where did I go wrong? And okay, let's start moving towards that. You should always be correcting. So that's why when I lose, I'm, I'm not, I'm pissed off. Yeah. I want to be number one. Yeah. Yeah. But even if I'm not, then, okay, let's regroup. Let's figure out how can I be better? How can I improve? Yeah, because that's definitely, I think, that kind of what Emerge encompasses so well is that unlocking piece of waking men up, Yeah, right? Pulling you out. Like you said, you can't really prepare. 
pulling out of your day-to-day, all these kinds of things. Yep. And you're so right with the fighting thing because I know for me at different times in my life, I've become so lethargic. It's like you just kind of go through life and you do whatever. And I remember it was actually kind of when I met my wife that kind of really woke me up out of some of this because she's just like, I don't want any act or I don't want any words. I want action. Mm. Like, all right. Like it's, I mean, they're going to, you know, the old term, you're either going to shit or go off the pot. Yeah. So you have to start shitting and, um, you know, you go from one thing to one, the next and like, cause I'm with you, but, and I think the thing is, is people don't realize is you're not necessarily talking about like playing a game or whatever you're talking about, you know, what kind of fight did you have with your wife? You know, what are you, how are you doing at work? You're with your kids. Yeah. You know, cause like, I think about that, like right now, I love my kids, but there's just, there's a lot of challenge going on right now. Mm. And then like, you know, did I lose my shit? Did I flip out? Did I whatever? Okay. I'm, I'm losing right now. I need to win because me winning is so important. Like, cause we all want to be the best parents, right? Yeah. We all want to be the best husbands. And that's what I think Emerge really does so well. It's like, it's, it's not about these actual games we go and play. Yeah. It's mm. about what they kind of do to you, wake up in you. Yeah. So to kind of give you a, a quick overview of Emerge, people that have like, what are you guys talking about? This is kind of odd. <laughs> is, so like I said, we said, it's a men's conference and we go, um, we usually arrive on a Thursday afternoon um, and then we leave on a Saturday afternoon. So you're there for about two days. And while you're there, you attend um, kind of, uh, messages. So for a layman's term, it's like people speaking about, you know, relevant topics to men and et cetera. Uh, you know, we go to worship, which is music being played, all that kind of stuff, because obviously it's a Christian conference. Um, but within that, you have in the evenings, you have time to kind of hang out at the campfire because you're camping, connect with the people you go with, chit chat, hang out, eat food, uh, have a beer, whatever, yada, yada, yada. Um, and then one of the big pieces kind of carried throughout this whole conference it was when you arrive, you get a piece of two by four that you get a rope thing and you string the piece of two by four to your back. This is one of the, this is the most ingenious thing that they have, think they have mm-hmm. done for this. And the piece of two by four symbolizes your, your burdens that you're carrying. Okay. So whether that's something surface, you know, like, oh, anger, lust, whatever, where it's something much deeper or like it's a physical ailment or whatever it is. And we write our burdens on the board and you carry them the entire conference with you. And then Friday night, you burn them and all that kind of stuff. So, and then mixed within that is on Friday, you, you know, three, four or five hours, however long it takes, you play a collection of games where your team competes against another team um, and you earn points and all that kind of stuff. 32 games. 32 games. <laughs> 54 teams. About 3,000 men. The bullet thing was so sweet. Yeah. This year. So cool. Um, so anyway, so yeah, so Titus said 3,000 guys and you get there and it's loud, it's crazy, it's fast paced, there's constantly stuff happening, you're dirty, you're tired, you're all the things um, and it's a blast. Yeah. It's it's a great time. Um, so yeah, so that's kind of what Emerge means to us and what it kind of starts to, anybody want to add anything to that before we kind of? I think the last thing that I, mean, that I yeah. would say is that as as the captains and when you get your guys in this group, and I mean, it can be compartmentalized at the games, but obviously the just seeing encompassing the entire time that we're there, right? To where we get this amazing opportunity to lead by example and just to see the look in some of these guys' faces that were first timers 
that they're like, dude, I'll go, I'll go anywhere with that guy. I'll yeah. go, I'll go to yeah. battle with that guy. I don't care how hurt I am or whatever it might be. <clears throat> that is such instant gratification for me as a captain or as a leader. And we get that opportunity to carry it home with us. And then to have these guys come up to me at church or even outside of church and be like, dude, I can't tell you what that did for me like that. Yeah. That's the stuff that warms your heart to where, you know, back to Tyson's original point, like we won't miss it. Yeah. We will, we yeah. will find a way unless we're hurt, dying or, you know, family issue, whatever it might be. Yeah. We will, we will find a way to be there, whether we're captains or not. Um, I think that's, that, that's what encompasses it, encompasses it for me. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, it's a, what, how many miles is that from us? I don't know. It's like about 12 hours of drive. 12 hour drive, couple hour flight. And that's pretty much, that's a pretty big stretch for us. But you got guys from all over the country. Yeah. You make it. I know guys from like Tennessee, Texas. Texas had a lot of guys. uh, Back East, guys from Connecticut who are coming out to be a part of this because that's how impactful it is. And from a captain's perspective, it's very, <laughs> it, it's it's a beautiful thing what they do with the burdens because you are writing the things that are burdening you, your struggles, your yeah. insecurities. Things you don't want anybody to know about either. Things that, yeah, yeah, you, yeah. you, you don't really share. And mm-hmm. Pastor Jurgen said uh, on the, the first day that men tend to struggle alone. Yeah. They we, don't, we do. women, they like to talk. They let it all out. You know, they go get their wine. They do their thing. But men, we often will uh, keep it all bottled up. Yeah. But you're writing that for all 3,000 men to see what you're going through. And it's beautiful because you're actually forced to talk about yeah. it. No, the vulnerability. It's, mm-hmm. You're completely vulnerable. And you get prayer over it. And as a leader, sometimes I th- I feel that like, oh, well, I can't let the people I'm leading see what I'm struggling with. Yeah. I got to be the strong one. But when you write those down and they see what you're struggling with. The complete opposite, right? It's, it's, it's almost yeah. like there's this immense, yeah, uh, it's the opposite. There's this yeah. respect and honor that just flows to you because they're saying, oh, he's going first. As the captain, mm-hmm. he's being real. Yeah. He's not trying to be Mr. Perfect and like the, you know, all strong leader who's got sure. it all together. Sure. He's really writing down the struggles that he's going with. Yeah. I remember Pastor Jurgen said, as the lead camp or lead pastor of the whole Awaken movement, he said, I felt like I couldn't write lust on my burden board because I should have, you know, defeated this by now. Mm. He's like, but what you won't uh, share and let to the light, you won't overcome. Mm. And so that is the most powerful thing with Emerge is being vul- men being vulnerable and no talking doubt. about their ish. No yeah. Doubt. Yeah. It's, 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 and that's why, you know, like I said, we recruit, we try to get guys there because it's, it's really is a life transforming weekend. And, you know, we were talking earlier, we'd been four or five times and it's like, we keep, you always get something different. You always get something new. You're a different part of life, you know, all that kind of stuff when that kind of stuff goes around. So, so true. So true. Um, you got to talk about it. I mean, think about it. Like, yeah, you take your, three best friends, guy friends. When's the last time you guys actually talked about the real stuff? All of it. Mm. It's so rare and few, yep. you know? Especially the older you get, man. Yeah. Yeah. And those conversations become less and less, but Emerge yeah. pushes it out, gets it all out. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Because it's funny. It's actually funny you say that because I remember in college when you have no responsibility, when you have roommates, all that kind of stuff, 
you tend to share a lot of that stuff. Oh, yeah. Open forum. Yeah, but now it's like, I don't get to see anybody. Yeah. You know, you got kids, you got your work, you got all this kind of stuff. But yeah, that's, it's, it's really what makes a merge so special is it's putting men in an environment to kind of start dealing with some of the things that they're facing, realizing that other guys are going through the same things. Uh, and then like moving past some of that stuff, mm. like stuff that you are still with. We had a guy who went with cancer, came mm-hmm. back, AJ, yeah. healed of cancer, right? And it's just, it, you know, the conference is, the conference just helps set the atmosphere and it's obviously God that does all the things. Um, we're just making ourselves available. And that's so hard as, as men get older, we don't make ourselves available for anything. You know, there's, uh, if you guys have seen this, um, do you have Instagram? I got it last week. Because <laughs> he's a realtor now. <laughs> I, 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 yeah, yeah. That's right, because he's a realtor now. <laughs> and I wrote like the first post I had said, it's a miracle. Because <laughs> I'm so anti-social media. Yeah, I can't, I can't it's smart. It. It's oh, smart. dude, I'm going to um, DM you. <laughs> I'm going to send you some stuff. <laughs> uh, yeah, but yeah, if you're looking to buy or sell a home, hit up BJ. Yeah, yeah that's right. <laughs> or my wife. Um, <laughs> yeah, all right. Yes, stay, please keep it in the family first, bro. <laughs> yeah, I don't yeah, want right. to get you in trouble, buddy. But there was a an Instagram video thing popping around. And it's like, uh, you know, because there's this war, like that's where you see the war kind of happening between, you know, masculinity, toxic masculinity, trans, like all this kind of stuff. What like, no one even knows what the hell it is to be a man or a woman these days, it seems like. Um, but there's a couple videos that I've seen popping around. It's like, you know, when, when you ask a guy how he's doing and he says good, that's never how he's doing. And then he like goes into this whole diatribe of like all of these things that's going on with men um and some of them are kind of stupid but there's just it's such an interesting thing that kind of a little bit we're kind of what we're talking about here is men don't have a place to so often like truly unwind not mm. not to go have a beer necessarily or go to a sports game or whatever or go watch tv or whatever but like truly unwind face deal with all the things that are actually going on. And that that's obviously what we keep talking about. It's like the beauty of a merge and something yeah. like that. I've seen other things kind of pop up, like guy experiences. Like you, maybe you guys have seen ads for them. It's like, you know, go see what it's like to be a Navy SEAL for 24 hours or, you know, all these different things. And I think the world is starting to sense some of that because, you know, again, like China invades tomorrow. Like we're screwed because of the lack of men that we have. Um, on the front line. On the front line. And it's, and it's so weird because it's not about like, again, it's it's not about like being this big, strong, tough man, but it's about understanding who you are as a man, mm-hmm. you know, whatever, whatever gamut that is, you know, whether you're more artsy or more athletic or whatever it is, um, that doesn't mean that you're still not a man and still, you know, don't possess some of the same qualities that what that is. So in staying with the theme of Emerge, uh, what... What is something, give me two things. What is something you really like about it, being a captain? And what is something you don't like? Hmm. It's a loaded question. Yeah, man. <laughs> <laughs> Do we? Oh, Lord. I'll go first. If, if, yeah, you I'll go, go first. If, since, go you first. Probably, since you asked the question, that means you have your answers already. Yeah. So let us think. Not really. I just kind of dropped this stuff down. Uh, um, wait, hold on. What was the question? We like and we dislike, basically. What do you really like about it? Really like <laughs> and, and really you? dislike? <laughs> So we kind of talked about, you know, things that we like, you know, and I think that that, that really stands because it's, it's a chance for me, selfishly, it's a chance for me to grow 
right? To push myself in a different way, right? Obviously, you guys know from being a captain to, you know, then to being a captain, it's, it's a very different thing. The time investment that it takes, you know, the behind the scenes, navigating everything, trying to work together, sparks flying behind the scenes. Then when you get there, it's a whole nother thing. Um, so I, as frustrating as it is sometimes, it's still, I don't know. I just, I just enjoy it because I know what the mission is. I know mm. what we're trying to do. Um, so, and I, the big thing is I enjoy getting to hang out with you guys. I enjoy getting to hang out with some of the other leaders um, that, you know, it, because there's just things that you get to experience as a captain that you don't get to experience otherwise. Um, the thing that I hate is probably the same thing that I love. Um, you know, just the time commitment is hard sometimes. Yeah. You know, getting another phone call or text like about some, some from somebody else about a merge or this, that, or the other. And like, I, okay, so I'll say the thing that I hate the most is travel, which I can probably say logistics. Because um, you realize like you really have to... Uh, hold people's hands at times. You really have to like push them to do certain things because you know, you've been there, you've been a part of it, especially when you got new people. Um, people are kind of nonchalant about it and that kind of sucks. That's frustrating to deal with, but you know, it kind of comes with the territory, I guess. So, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I'll start out with what I dislike. Cause it's easy to, for me to go to the negative first. <laughs> uh, I dislike the soft feminine loser weak spirit that <laughs> men can just carry and it just comes yeah. on so naturally and that's the beautiful that's what i like about emerges it breaks that ish off yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah you deal with men who they don't know how to fight they've just accepted that i don't compete and i lose in life and i'll just take you know my whatever life hands me and i hate that I yeah. hate, that's the one thing I hate because there's a lot of it and you'll see it as you as you're a captain yeah, you uh, see it. you'll see that there will be guys on the other teams and you'll see it on your team when they just quit they just quit and mm. it pisses me off or they'll they'll pout go run up to the campsite and then they'll just start drinking beer or something you know they just completely check out yeah they'll yeah. leave yeah yeah and there's just this this losing spirits this apathy and it just I hate it but I love it at the same time because... You have such a better answer than me. <laughs> well, because that's what Emerge does. I'm not does. even giving any answers. Know, I'm right? just like, <laughs> Whatever these guys say. Emerge yeah. just switches that thing. And it's yeah. funny because yeah. sometimes I don't even have to have that conversation with the guy. Yeah, sure. They just go to the tent where we have our worship sessions and then the pastor gives a message. And exactly what I was frustrated with with that guy... It switches He form. is speaking to that guy. Mm, yeah, that's yeah, good. Yeah. And you just see the guy like, oh. And then often they'll come up to me and be like, hey, I'm sorry that I acted that way. Mm out on the field and I stormed off and left and I was mad at you for not putting me in and all this stuff. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that's, is that a good answer? Yeah, that's great. Okay. That's great. Yeah. yeah that's yeah. a great answer. Um, yeah. You know, there's no saying in, in uh, obviously I'll revert back to golf, but <clears throat> that, you know, an 18 handicapper or a guy who's going to go out and bogey every hole will go out and spend X amount of money to go play a really nice golf course and spend a thousand dollars on expensive clubs because it's an expensive hobby and it's time consuming almost kind of like emerge right? <laughs> <laughs> to an extent but they'll come they'll come down to that last hole or the 16th hole or 15th hole and they'll hit this amazing golf shot and it will it will up. it will reek in their loins yeah, yeah. and they're going to walk off that golf course 
they're going to go to the bar and have a beer with their buddies or they're going to go home and tell their wife, their girlfriend, whatever. Like, what'd you shoot? Oh, I shot 92, but dude, sweetheart, I hit this shot on 16. Best five iron I ever hit. And I hit it to like two feet. It almost made a hole in one, whatever, whatever it might be. Yeah, yeah. I see that at Emerge. Mm. And it's just that one click. It's just that one instance yeah. that some of these guys are looking for. And we're just, we're just trying to give them an avenue. Be like, yep. hey, it's right here. Yep. Here it is. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to spoon feed you this opportunity. And all your negativity, all of your angst, all of your <clears throat> woe is me, the world hates me, my life sucks yep. yeah, yeah. attitude yep. can dissipate in that one moment because they're going to hit that one shot. Mm, they're going to yeah. get that one thing from a speaker or someone, a captain or a co-captain or somebody on their team or somebody on the other team. I don't know. Again, that's the beauty of it that I love the most yeah. because it's not only the 80 or 90 guys that come from our campus. It's the 3000 men there that you don't know who you're mm. going to run into, mm. uh, that you, that, that, that God is, is giving you this opportunity. Again, he's, he's saying here, I'm giving you, here you go. You know, can we, can, can you walk through this door? Um, I think that's the neatest thing. And yeah. I give, I give that, that, that correlation of golf because I hear, I've heard it so many times of like mm. all these guys talk about, you know, what's the number one question in golf when you talk to amateurs? If if you sat down and you sat at a bar and they got to know somebody and they saw a great golf shot, hey, how many hole in ones do you have? That's like their number one question. Is it really? It's one of the number one <laughs> really? questions. Or what's your favorite golf course? Or what's yeah. your best round? Or whatever. So again, it's 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 firing on the cylinder of something super super positive. Mm-hmm. A hole in one, best round, best golf course. Some some yeah. imaginary, not imaginary, but yeah. thing in your past that. It was just this awesome experience. That that's what emerge can supply you. Mm. That's what it can bring to you if you have that open mindset, that open heart, and things like so that. True. And what makes it even better is that it's a shared experience. That mm. other men witnessed it and they're no cheering doubt. you on. Yeah, and right. you actually get to like talk about, dude. Remember when you whooped that guy in the harness pole? Yeah, yeah. And like, there's this bond. Yeah. That, oh, hundred percent. That you can't explain, but you both know. Yeah. You can always look back on it and yeah, yeah. just champion. I mean, I had person. I had to send you that video of Dustin oh, against that ex, you know, NFL safety for the Cardinals. And like I sent it to him like three weeks later and he wrote back like right away, he goes, still gives me chills. I was like, bro, that was like a mind shifting moment for me. Not that I'm as strong as you or will be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I can find that heart. I can find that drive yeah. in so many other yeah. avenues of my life. And yeah. I love that video, dude. You sent it to me too. I did. Yeah. And he wasn't even on my team. But I watched it probably 10 times. Yeah. I showed my wife, babe, watch this. <laughs> yeah. Rewound it. I was like, look at, all, look at everyone cheering. Like, you guys were slapping the ground. Yeah. Like, come on. Like, and, that's what it's about. And, like, yeah. that was just such a battle, you know? And it was so cool. When he finally won, you see everyone, everyone. Yeah. I'll have to send it to you. It's, yeah, I'm about oh, to say, I haven't seen this thing. Oh, chills, man. <laughs> chills. Yeah. And, like, I barely know this guy, but, man, just so happy for him. Like, yeah. I, yeah. I just feel like that rush. I'm like, yeah, let's go. Like he went out and fought. He won. It's, there's nothing like it. <laughs> there's yeah. nothing like uh, it. I don't even want to talk about my a negative, really. I mean, I, let's just Good. focus on the the negative would be that you spend X amount of time, which for us as captains seems like it's almost like a 365 kind of thing. Maybe not so much, but sure. we get into the summer and we'll have another meeting and you kind of have to, and you do all this for two days. So the logistics of it to plan, 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 and then and you guys know as well as I do, you get there, you blink, it's over. Yeah, yeah. but it's that's funny. The hard thing. The funny thing is, 
we get exactly the experience that you just described. We plan, we work, we do all these things. Yeah, no doubt. We get the two two day hit, or it's like, all right, all right, we'll do it again. We'll do it again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And so, and it's 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 when you're in the midst of the prepping, when you're about two months out, month out, two weeks out, as a captain. It sucks. It sucks. <laughs> it's stressful, man. Because I'm, I'm stressed. I'm exhausted. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm mean to people I shouldn't be mean to. <laughs> oh, my, my wife and I, we start to fight. I know. You know yeah. and it's a spiritual warfare <laughs> yeah, at yeah. hand. Yeah. Well, what's funny about that is, and I'll, I'll kind of, well, in my comment with this, is that, and I, I, think that, I think that's so, so on point, T, because the devil attacks the relevant. Yep. He doesn't attack the irrelevant because he already has them. He sees people like, whether it's us trying to do this or anybody in any walk of life of like, oh man, he's going to, he's going to knock down walls and break barriers. Mm. I've got to attack that guy because he's relevant. And that's my mindset of how I see it. So in turn, I have to, I have to flip, I have to flip the script on that yeah, and flip the script on Satan and be like, not today, pal. Because yeah. I know you're trying to attack me from this standpoint. And we have to have that conversation with our wives. Be like, hey, look, this is what it is. And he's trying, he's coming after us because I am doing something super relevant here. And not only for myself, but for all of these people that are, yeah. I am, that are looking at me and saying, yeah. lead us, do mm -hmm. this. Uh, that's the first episode. So... The porta potties did suck too. <laughs> okay, the dude. And I know. Okay, so I'm gonna end this with this. Okay, I'm gonna try and convince these guys to stay for one more episode. BJ looks like he's still got some energy. I can hang out for you. Just give me. Yeah, okay, can we, I, do, uh, we do a little bit we'll more do a than refill. what you. Yeah. But here's the thing. So the reason why I'm gonna end this with this uh, comment is the reason the why we're talking about this is obviously because it's fun. You know, we had this. We shared. We had this shared experience together. Um. But my hope as a listener would be like, do I have something like this in my life? It doesn't have to be a merch. It can be something else, right? Do I have a group of guys? Do I have something I normally do? Do I have something like this in my life that pushes me to do better, mm. pushes me to a vulnerable place, pushes me to want to have an amazing marriage or kids or job or whatever you're uh, invested in? And that's why I thought it was relevant to share with the Menovation community is, as the slogan says, we are men in renovation and Emerge embodies that so well. So we're going to tell some more stories in the next episode. Grab some popcorn, grab yourself a drink. Uh, that's episode 77, I hope. In Jesus' name, we out. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>